I V M. Folks, welcome to Besa Besa. I'm your host Anuvam Gupta, P50 on Twitter, and what a horrible, terrible year it's been for all of us, man. Let's 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 just hope that everyone. At some point of time in the near future, gets a vaccine, and more than anything else, let's just hope 2021 is a better year for all of us. And there are some people who feel that 2020 was just a trailer, but ah, it's the end of the year. This is the last episode of Pesa Pesa for the year 2020. And look at the stock markets. What a wild, wild, absolutely wild ride. Nifty was down 40 percent, and then it's gone up 80 percent. It's probably at an all-time high as of now, and all of that in the same. Year something that at least I haven't seen happen before. So to break down this crazy year and have an outlook for the next year, I'm absolutely and totally thrilled to have Aditya Birla Sunlight Mutual Fund for the first time on Pesa Pesa, and I'm really thrilled to have Mahesh Patel, the co-CIO at Aditya Birla Sunlight Mutual Fund. Mahesh, welcome to Pesa Pesa. Thank you so much for doing this for our listeners. Yeah, hi Anupam. Yeah, nice to talk to you again. Thank you and. Guys, if you heard my saying again, you should check out MF One O One. It's a series of twelve episodes that I did with Bloomberg Quint and the entire fund management team at Aditya Birla Sunlight Mutual Fund. Just search on your podcast app for one for MF One O One. Mahesh is there, Manish Dangi is there, whole range of people from Aditya Birla Sunlight Mutual Fund talking about a nice big range of topics. So, coming back to to, to Today's episode, Mahesh. Let's start with the wrap up for this year. You know, you've seen what twenty plus years of investing. Given the kind of experience that you have, just put twenty twenty in context for our listeners. Was it a rare year in your experience? Have you seen anything of this kind happen before? Let's start from there. Yeah, so I think I've been in the market now for almost twenty uh, five years, and seen many ups and downs in the market. We've seen uh, big corrections, uh, more than this forty percent correction. What we saw. I mean, we saw almost sixty uh, percent correction during the global financial crisis. Then there was the dot com bust in two thousand. Okay, when the also market corrected by around sixty five percent. We had the Asian crisis prior to that. We had a taper tantrum right in two thousand thirteen. Okay, where the market corrected by around thirty five percent. And uh, I think this thing, uh, this correction, what we saw was one of the fastest correction I've seen. And normally, what happens is that you see. Uh, Correction in the market, market consolidates, bounces back, and then there is another leg down. But this happened in a matter of couple of weeks, actually, uh, literally. And equally fascinating was the fact that the bounce back in the market was also equally sharp and swift. I mean, this is the fastest recovery what we have seen in the last. Uh, I mean, in my history, at least in the markets, uh, we have seen market again uh, breaching the earlier peak. Uh, so, so in that sense, I would say uh, it was. Uh, a bit different. It was too quick, too swift, and 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 here this was this crisis was again a very different crisis than what we had seen earlier. Like in the global financial crisis, it was the financial uh, markets. I mean, uh, the banking system and this thing which went down. Here it was led by a pandemic, and I think uh, more importantly, what we saw this time was that the response from the central bankers and the governments was also equally swift. I think uh, all the uh, governments and the central bankers have learned from the previous crisis, and and the response in terms of trying to infuse liquidity, uh, make financial conditions easy, reduce interest rates, uh, provide fiscal stimulus happened very quickly, and that's the reason why the markets uh, actually reflated back so sharply, uh, and and I think that's uh, been a unique feature and. 
very difficult to time these kind of markets, right? I mean, uh, when things, uh, especially for large portfolio managers to move around, uh, it's not easy. The only way if you have invested in the market and stayed uh, put, I think you would have been able to ride this volatility. So, Mahesh, let's break down 2020 as in the, let's look at this from a past perspective, whatever has happened so far. What, according to you, were the key trends that you observed both on the economy and the market? Because obviously both are linked in some some kind of, so anything that surprised you, it's been, it's been almost nine months since this pandemic and it's been, what, I think it's almost been a year since the first case was reported in China. So when you look back now, any key trends that, you know, that you observed on both the economy side and the market side? Yeah, so I think, A, clearly, I mean, you would be surprised. I mean, we haven't seen this kind of a contraction uh, in the economy, right? Because this time around, it was because of the pandemic, uh, there was a total lockdown which was there. Uh, And India, it extended for a larger period of time where the economic activity almost came to virtually to a standstill in certain industries. And, And that's why we saw the contraction, the GDP in the first quarter was, uh, in this fiscal year, was more than 20%. Uh, even second quarter was uh, around 10%. So that kind of a contraction is not what we've seen in the earlier crisis. The GDP didn't contract uh, that much. So that was clearly, I think, uh, uh, one uh, big uh, uh, differentiating factor uh, in this crisis, I would say. And uh, But I think equally, because this was uh, kind of uh, enforced because of the lockdown and uh, not really... Uh, financial crisis what we had earlier the recovery also has in the economy growth has been very fast so we have seen a uh, lot of sectors uh, going down uh, minus 10 percent minus 20 percent in the first quarter and equally rapidly we have seen uh, in the last couple of months many sectors uh, uh, industries are actually come back uh, to the uh, pre-covid level okay what it was earlier and and that is because as the lockdown got lifted uh, people uh, started to go back to their normal work. Uh, we've seen the uh, sectors reflating back. Uh, sectors like auto, for example, uh, has bounced back fairly uh, sharply. Even the other sectors like retail sector is also now uh, back. There are a couple of sectors which are because of social distancing and uh, other factors are still not uh, there. But uh, like, for example, airlines, uh, then uh, entertainment, I think they will take time to come back. But uh, I think the swiftness of the recovery has also been pretty amazing. And uh, and I think this period has also seen uh, uh, interesting trends also emerge because for the first time we've seen such an extended period of lockdown. Uh, people are working from home. And, and increasingly uh, what I've seen is that uh, many companies uh, in this crisis have been able to actually look at where they can cut down on their costs. Okay, which are the normally you take a lot of costs for granted, like for example, travel costs, right? Just to give you an example. Sure. I think people have started really look at whether really you do that much amount of travel or you can use technology actually to get your work done. And and, and we've seen that uh, in this crisis, while the top line has declined, the profit hasn't really declined as much, right? Because uh, there's a lot of amount of cost saving. And many companies actually expect that cost savings to continue going forward. And, and as they come out of this uh, uh, this lockdown and as things normalize, we would expect actually margins for quite a few companies to improve uh, uh, going forward. And, and a lot of companies are now starting to really look at work from home as a new normal. And, and especially in, in sectors like IT, 
And as a services sector, uh, you would see uh, many companies, uh, even when things normalize, uh, they would have a sizable portion of their workforce working from home. So that's clearly another big change what I'm seeing. And also uh, the adoption of technology okay, in this crisis. This crisis has shown us that because you've been uh, uh, social distancing, you're able to meet. Uh, the technology has really played an important role in time to integrate all uh, the users, the, the customers, uh, the employees. And, and companies uh, have realized that uh, uh, they need to really invest more in technology. And, and some companies are at the forefront, others have been lagging behind. And, and that's an area where uh, we've seen a renewed focus uh, of a lot of corporates to really improve their overall uh, uh, technology uh, and, uh, and to uh, really, because that's going to be the new uh, normal, I think, going forward. Yeah, yeah. thanks. So, yeah, uh, good one, Mahesh. I think that's that's a pretty good summary of, of whatever happened so far. So, folks, don't get me anywhere. We'll be right back on the other side where we'll be talking about some crystal ball gazing. I know that uh, last year, at this point of time, we couldn't have predicted this. But hey, listen, you know, it's it's the end of the year. A lot of us are looking forward to what's going to come up next. So on the other side of this break, on Pesa Pesa, we'll be back talking about what to look forward for in the markets, in the economy. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right right back on this 2020 wrap-up special with Mahesh Patil, co-CIO, Equity, Aditya Billa Sunlight Mutual Fund. And welcome back to this really special 2020 wrap-up on Pesa Vesa with Mahesh Patel, co-CIO, Equity, Aditya Billa Sunlight Mutual Fund. On the first part of the episode, we spoke about the past trends and what's happened in this year so far. Now, let's get on to the future. See, guys, okay, so one year ago, literally no one on this planet could see how 2020 was going to pan out the events that happened. Uh, from the market's perspective, this 10%, you know, this 10, 12, or I think it's now about 14% year-on-year return that you're seeing on the Nifty. It actually consists of minus 40% and plus 80%. Okay, so if you had slipped through this entire year and you saw that the Nifty is up 10, 10 12%, you'd be like, huh, okay, what's the big deal? <laughs> but anyway, here we are. New year ahead of us. This is the last, you know, it's it's the last Monday of the year. It's the last episode of Pesa Vesa for 2020. And we're making predictions all over again. So I begin this part with all humility and a fair warning. Predictions are just that. Predictions, past performance is not indicative of, not indicative of future returns. So Mahesh, let's start. What lies ahead of us? I mean, do you think that this economic recovery, because it is a recovery, first quarter GDP was down 24%, second quarter was down 8%. I have no idea what's going to happen in the third and the fourth quarter or in, a, or, or in, the, or in the next financial year. But in your opinion, do you think this economic recovery is sustainable going forward? Yeah, so Anupam, if you look back, yeah, I mean, even before this crisis, okay, we were actually struggling. I mean, our economic growth for the last uh, two, three years has been slowing down. We have gone through a major reform, like, uh, I mean, demonetization, GST, uh, the banking and financial services crisis. So you are actually tracking at a growth rate which was well below or a potential growth rate, let me put this way, right? And then this crisis uh, came in, the COVID crisis, which pulled it down further. As we come out of that, uh, what there are a couple of things. I think, obviously, there will be normal deflation back as things normalize as now we are coming into the lockdown and we don't expect any major lockdowns. Even if the virus curve, uh, there could be a second wave which could be there, but we know how to handle this. And, and fortunately in India, the fatality rate is much, much lower than what it is reported. If you look at the 
zero survey data. So I don't think uh, we need to worry too much about that. And vaccines also, as you know, is uh, around the corner. So this is a, a trade, okay, where uh, you move from the virus to the vaccine. Okay, that next year is what what will play out. But I think the economic growth clearly should reflect back next year. Uh, we are looking at a 13% growth in GDP in FI22. And then uh, beyond that in FI23, a 7% GDP growth. And uh, and I think uh, in this crisis, I think we've been able to actually, the uh, the true test is like if you're in a crisis, if you're able to do major reforms, right, and emerge stronger. And I would say that in India, we've uh, taken that, that challenge. The uh, current government has assured in a new set of reforms, okay, in this period. A uh, couple of ones, major ones being the agri-reforms, uh, the dismantling of the APMCs, uh, the uh, reform on the uh, the PLI scheme, right? The production like, incentive schemes to really stimulate manufacturing in India and make in India, right? Uh, is going to be a, again a big driver, and uh, and also the ease of doing business, okay? Which uh, which uh, uh, which has been there for some time. So I think uh, I, I'm pretty confident and getting a lot of hope that we are actually getting into a new economic cycle, growth cycle for India, and and uh, this growth will probably sustain. Uh, and, and I think if we unless do something silly, I think we are in for uh, a good, uh, strong recovery in growth in the next uh, next few years. And also the financial conditions globally are very, very benign. Uh, I mean, the interest rates are going to remain low. Uh, central banks globally have said that they will keep interest rates at zero for the next three, four years. There's enough liquidity. And India has the basic ingredients okay, for growth, right? It's a large consuming market. Demographics are really good. So with that global liquidity, if we're able to channelize over here, I think we can have a very good uh, combination for a good growth of around, say, uh, 6% or so, which is fairly good in the global context, right, where where things are uh, at this point in time. Sure. So, okay, uh, Mike, as we wrap up this episode, there are two questions. I think both of them are pretty, you know, top of the mind for our listeners. Both are quite common questions. Uh, I'll start with the first one. So, a lot of investors have missed this entire rally. You know, Nifty is at an all-time high. We are up about 80% from the bottom. We were at about 7,500 in March. Now we're at about 13,500. So it's been a huge rally from, from the bottom. People have their own points of view on that. Maybe it's a bubble. Maybe it's not. Maybe, you know. Uh, but for those who have missed out completely, from here on, what do you think investors should do? Yeah, so that's a... I mean, common question, okay, which gets asked. And I would say that even at these levels of market, right, it sounds that the market sits at an all-time high. Uh, I think uh, looking, at, as I mentioned earlier, we are at a cusp where we're seeing a new economic cycle, growth cycle coming in. Uh, and if we really look at, while well, valuations might look a bit expensive, but looking at the past, I think we have grown below the normal trajectory in the last five years. And the first time, actually, we are seeing now a Earnings, corporate earnings getting upgraded. We are getting into an earnings upgrade cycle after four or five years of downgrade cycle. Uh, so we, we start out with a team and when you look at forward and make our projections and, and look at where the markets could go from, even from here, uh, we still see around a 10, 11% return uh, CAGR in the market from here over the next three years, which I think is a fairly good return uh, to, uh, to look at, uh, considering the fact that where interest rates are, right? Uh, we know our 
the bond rate, the the uh, the GSEC rates are, are around six uh, percent. The bank deposit rate is now around five percent or lower. So that's a fairly good return, I think, uh, uh, which equity will offer, which will probably be the best returns any asset class uh, could provide uh, in that in that time frame. And therefore, I would urge uh, investors that uh, clearly, even from here, while uh, let me admit also here that from a near-term perspective, okay, there could be some volatility. You could see some pullback uh, in the market, which is uh, quite likely. But uh, I think one should continue to invest into the markets. I've seen lately a lot of outflows from the market, especially from mutual funds. I would urge investors to stay invested and even continue to allocate money over here. I think the macro conditions are going to remain fairly benign and good uh, going forward. And, and as a result, I don't think the market, you will get it very cheap. I mean, one would like the market to be probably 10, 15% lower to enter into the market. It might happen, it might not happen, but there's no point waiting for that. I think one should definitely uh, start investing and, and do that in a staggered manner. Uh, don't do it at one go, uh, looking at where the market is at this point in time. And market always gives you opportunities. I think take those opportunities okay, when there is any, any correction uh, in the market. Okay. What about SIPs, Mahesh? I mean, I I have one and I'm still continuing it. You know, for uh, I, I continued it in March and I'm continuing it now also. For someone who's really in for the long term, you know, for someone whose SIP is a core part of his financial plan, what do you what what would you say to him? No, I think SIPs, I think we should continue to uh, never stop SIPs and uh, and continue with that. I think uh, worst thing is to stop SIPs when the markets are down. Uh, because uh, that's the way you'll actually be uh, uh, cutting your losses uh, at the wrong time. So I think we've seen that uh, historically, and even I'm looking at data from the 2008 uh, peak, mm-hmm. people who have invested at the peak of the market, and that time, you know, there was a huge euphoria in the market. Yeah. And we are nowhere near that period at this point in time. While the P multiples will look uh, slightly higher because the earnings are depressed, but we are nowhere in that. Even from that period, uh, investors who invested started SFP and continue to invest during the ups and downs in the market has still got fairly decent returns, right? Uh, and and I think uh, there's no reason for anybody to really uh, stop the SIPs at this point in time. And that's the right way because you don't know, right, uh, whether the markets will go higher from here or we'll wait for a correction. I mean, waiting for a correction, people have done that and I think that's uh, really not, not helped. So I think... For retail investors, I think SIP is the best route to participate uh, in this market. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, 2008 top, I remember we were at some 21,000 on the Sensex. Uh, we had gone up seven times from 2003, from 3,000. And if you, so you're saying that even if you look at that 21,000 market peak in, I think it was Jan 2008. All yeah, now, yeah. 12 years later, we are almost in Jan of 2021. So, you know, it's almost 13 years probably. And we are all we are again at a new all time. You're saying that even then people have managed to make fairly good returns on their SIPs, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Mike, wrapping this up. Now let's get to specifics. Okay, the outlook uh, for the next few years. Your key themes that you're looking out for as we go into the new year. Yeah. So uh, uh, I mean, if you look at there are a couple of trends. Okay, which we see uh, in this in this market. Uh, clearly, uh, one is that. Uh, last two years, the market like CY18 and CY19 specifically, there was a the rally in the market was very right. Only a few stocks actually went back up, and that's the reason why we saw the Nifty uh, or the main index showed a different 
return and actually investor portfolio shown a different return right uh, we think that going forward the market is going to get much more broad based and the reason for that is that uh, we are seeing that uh, as the domestic recovery plays out a lot of the mid and small cap companies uh, will do better and and also with the liquidity coming in the retail participation coming in the breadth of the market is likely to improve and and we see uh, that uh, to continue so that's one uh, big uh, trend which we see and in that context again you will see that probably the mid and small cap sec- sector which has underperformed uh, in the last 3 years uh, could do better another trend we see is that uh, still slightly early days but uh, i mean in the last 3 4 years uh defensives uh, did better because uh, there were a lot of challenges which were there uh, uh not only domestically but globally and and we saw uh, the defensives and the high quality played out while defensives will continue to do well but i think cyclicals uh, could see a big uh, bounce back both domestic cyclical as well as the uh, global cyclicals and and that's a trade which is already started to play out uh, in the last uh, uh, few months but i think that can can continue uh, going forward because uh, as the economic growth recovers both in india as well as globally uh, we will see uh, the cyclicals uh, uh, do well uh, uh, in the next year and even commodities for that matter could could do well next year uh, another trend which we see is that growth and value right that's been a growth has uh, done very well in the last 7 uh, 8 years i would say uh, and value has underperformed Uh, i think now uh, we've seen that uh, as uh, as the market uh, breadth uh, because much more broad based people want to look beyond the top few names uh, value would also start to uh, do well uh, and we've seen early signs of that playing out even globally so that could be another big trend and uh, among the sectors i think sectors which we think will do well are uh, banking and financials has come out of this crisis pretty well i would say than what we would have initially thought the overall npas are not going to be as bad as what what we would have expected so that could be a good cyclical uh, trade to play out uh, in this uh, fiscal year and apart from that i think consumer discretionary especially the low ticket consumer discretionary uh, which was impacted because of this crisis uh, should see a strong rebound especially home improvement consumer durables uh, where uh, the category itself has low penetration in india and there are good companies over there with and a move from unorganized to organized uh, would also benefit uh, some of these players in this sector so and these are about themes i think which uh, we uh, uh, think will play out uh, in the course of this uh, the new fiscal uh, calendar year. fantastic that looks like a whole lot of themes to look out for mahesh and uh, that's a wrap on this episode folks of paisa paisa my guest mahesh patel co ceo of equity aditya billa sunlight mutual fund mahesh Thank you so much for doing this for all of us, and wishing you, your family, and all the entire team at Aditya Pillar Sunday Mutual Fund a very happy New Year. Yeah, same to you, Anupam, and to all our uh, listeners. Thank you. Pleasure talking to you. Thanks, and folks, that is a wrap on 2020. Thank you so much for listening to Pesa Pesa. What a year, huh? What a year. Wishing all of you, all our listeners, a very happy New Year ahead. Let's hope things get better for all of us. Stay safe and have a safe and healthy New Year. Thank you. No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision.